The Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. Welcome to The Runner's Diary, episode 78. I'm Damien. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we'll have all the latest news, all of last week's results, our featured fixtures. And this week, we have a chat with Sirica Lachnan. That's all to come on this week's episode of The Runner's Diary podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Pillar Performance. Pillar Performance brings you the very best in sports micronutrition. Hydration and fueling products will take you to the finish line, but Pillar will get you to the start line in your best condition over and over again. As a Runner's Diary follower, you can avail a 15% discount online by using the promo code RUNNERSDIARY15 or go in store to the Edge in Kinsale Road, Cork and mention this code at checkout when buying a Pillar Performance product. We're on to our fourth and final week of our 31 day challenge. I am joined today by a man who has cheated his way through this challenge on numerous occasions, Andy. Mr. <laughs> Brian O'Hearn. And I'm also joined by a man who finished third in a race he signed up to too late, um, Mr. Andy Goulding. How are you? How are we both, I, by the way? I'm uh, I, I, just. Just check, checking my phone, there, and over my solicitor's number there again. Sorry, one second, no, no. Um, cheated his way through treadmill. Tread, treadmill running is seems to be your issue, is it? As no. I say to you every week, you know, um, treadmills aren't for hanging clothes on. You know, you, you do. Okay, really... and, and look, I agree with you, but the weather. All right, I've got out. Nothing to do with the weather. All right, there has been days to do with the weather. I'm sorry, no, Brian. I'm. St- I. No, look, I, you have you, you don't have a treadmill. If you had a treadmill, <laughs> you'd be on the treadmill as well, right? No, I would not. And also, I, as I said to you when you got on to me during the week, it's a question in our rapid fire question. And nobody so, says treadmill. We, and nobody we'll says treadmill. We'll, we'll have to remove it. So, okay, Andy, how are you? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian, I did get a phone call today, and he was venting about the treadmill situation. All right, sure, leave him off. Yeah. I, I'm not the only one. This is controversial, I'm telling you, right? It's controversial. But anyway, Bre- Andy, I, 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 how, how, let's, let's back up again. We, we have people okay. walking, running, cycling, yeah. weightlifting, we've had, everything. We've had everything. We've had everything. And to be fair, Andy, I know my first run of the month was with yourself. Um, yeah. Have you, how, how has the challenge been for you? Has it, I know you've a, you've a marathon and stuff like that, so you've enough motivation. But did it give you? Did it get you out the door anymore? Um, it did to be honest like I, I still obviously have to take a rest day so I can't say I ran all the days um, but there was a few especially at the start of January there was a few days I was like right I'll, I'll get out now just you know it yeah, definitely helps much. yeah mm. and um, just kind of accountability as well isn't it mm. oh, 100% yeah. yeah I'll be honest I mean, with you, for me for me like it's been a you know I've done this I've said this on the previous week's episode I've done this challenge every year but I normally fall off about week or day fifteen or sixteen, so we're twenty eight days still going strong. I'm kind of buzzing off it to be honest about it because like I've had three weeks now of two forty mile weeks and a fifty mile week this week, uh, including treadmill running, and uh, <laughs> it's um, no, it's put me in a really good place now where I want to. I'm actually ahead of where I wanted to be, and I know I won't look into scores and Strava scores too much, but you know. Do you know, you have that thing in Strava there where you can check your fitness score or mm. something like that. Like, and it's mm. way ahead yeah. of, I'll be honest with you, it's on, the, it's on a level of my kind of build up to Dublin. So I'm hoping, I won't overread into those numbers, but you know, it's a good start to the year for sure. No, 100%. And look, it's been a success. And again, we, we said it like, it's we've got a massive reaction to it. And, you know, 
if it just gets someone out the door just for that extra day and, and things like that, it's it's brilliant. We're on our last couple of days, obviously, when people listen to this, there's only, what is it left, only two days left mm-hmm. when, when you're going to be listening to this. So just keep it going. If you haven't done it, you still have time to get out and get involved in somewhat and get your name uh, into the draw for the competitions that we have, which Brian and you know Andy as well. You're not into you can't enter these ones for once, but Andy, but uh, he's one enough. Know, he's one enough. He's one years. enough. So, just for people to know, right? This is you know we have the hamper obviously, which we're going to give away. We have uh, two tickets to the Mount Hillary um, race. We have um, what else? We have Brian. Um, we we more on you, don't we? We have more Cork City Marathon tickets to give away. More Cork City Marathon. Two yeah. of them. We have. Obviously, as you said, the hamper, which is made up of pillar performance products, it's made up of shoe rescue products plus a hundred euro voucher, one for all shoe uh, voucher there for from shoe rescue, which is a nice bump up for the prize. There, we have well-being coffee products, um, so that's one prize. We have, as you said, Bantair five miler with Mount Hillary. That's two entries to that. We have another two entries to give away this weekend to the Cork City Martin. We may have more by the end of the week, um, and just in general, as we've been saying, we have the ten percent. Uh, Cork City Marathon discount has been extended another week. There was absolutely thought to Eamon Hayes only yesterday. Huge response to that. There's a lot of people after signing up with our discount code. So that goes on for another week. Um, so Brian, just people. to give just just yeah. to give people like last year, the number that entered using our code, it has now tripled. Yeah. In with the amount of people that have actually used the code, and I know look, it's people could have had there, and that that doesn't matter. Still, the runners diary code is to actually. It's over tripled to what it was last year for it. So yeah, it's still you know, going and still yeah. going strong. There was a so. few people last night messaging me about the code. So it's diary twenty-four, all small letters, diary twenty-four, and that gives you a ten percent discount off the Cork City full marathon, the half marathon, and the ten ten K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one of our participants came up with a, a great idea actually for the thirty first, and if we were all around, we'd all try to get there, I suppose. But uh, Tamara Lopez, who's I think hasn't missed a day, started off running in Austria, and um, but she's given a suggestion there on our Strava Club group that she'll be doing her last run on the thirty first, and um, she'll be doing her five k in the Marina area of Cork, um, at the boat club side by Cortado at twelve noon, and to be great if people could join her there, she's. You know, any pace, walk or run, whatever. It's just a case of celebrate the last day of the challenge. So if you're around or just check out our Strava Club there, you'll see the post and you'll be able to go back to uh, Tamara. I know there's already one or two, I believe, joining her, at least, if not more. Um, and Brian, I think I think that's actually, if anybody has an idea of doing a run on the last day, if they want to put it up on the, the Strava Club, you know, I think it would be a great way to just get a few group people together if they're in the same area, be it Dublin, Galway, Belfast, yeah. America, New Zealand put it up that you're going for your run because I think it might just get that one person out for that last run or whatever like that. I've mm-hmm. made plans with Andy, which I know, no doubt he's going to back out of. Um, I won't. No, I'll be there. So we're going, if anyone wants, at half past five in Glenmire in the morning for our last run of the month. Um, first run together, last run together. Isn't that right, Andy? So, well, I hope it won't be our last run together, but I know what you mean. Of the month, of the month. Yeah. And one other thing like we're going to throw out there and we post about this as well during the week, but what we would love to get is a few video messaging to us from those who, look, it doesn't matter if you missed days here and there, but those who took part and in any, how, way. In any, any way whatsoever, yeah, run, walked, did five days of the week or just, but we've got some messages from people who've told us about their experience and how it's helped them physically and mentally and 
one person who was telling us it wasn't in a great place in December, but now it's coming out of January in a fantastic place, both physically and mentally. Um, and thanks, that's thanks to this challenge. So those stories are great, but just maybe it'd be nice now to send a few video notes out um, and we'll share them on our page about, you know, how, how people have felt and how they feel now going forward. I think a lot. I'm actually looking forward to seeing a few of you at uh, Dungarvan next Sunday and see how you get on off the back of this challenge. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see. I do. And these, look, these, these can be, can be extremely short, 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Just yeah. a quick off how much you like this or it could be longer if you want it to be. It could be whatever way you want it. But look, make sure you just send them on to us on either um, Instagram or Facebook or anything like that and we make sure they go up on it. Interview time. This week's, yeah. So, Andy, you'll hear this for the first time again tomorrow um, with Sarah Hillock-Nan. Really enjoyed the interview. Like, she's a, Beckin lad, she's a, she's a beast of a woman when it comes to the long distance stuff. She just knocks it out. Uh, fascinating how her 5K and, and nearly her 50K are not far off each other time-wise. Um, it's mad and, stuff. And the other thing, as we said, and again, she's undersells herself really, isn't she? She's too yeah. honest and too kind of a, uh... You know, she she doesn't give herself enough praise. I think no. uh, for what she for what she's achieved. Yeah, so you can hear that on the usual after about thirty odd minutes. Just fast forward to it if you wish and um listen to it. But it is really enjoyable and be a good bit of fun with it. Um, so you know, make sure you give that a listen. Andy, do you want to announce the winners of the North Cork AC race, which takes place on Sunday the eighteenth of February in Donnerail Park? It's the five k. Can you see it? I can would, you, but you I don't it. have... No. <laughs> I'd love to announce he, it, but I don't have it on my notes. And he set, he set you up here. He just wants to show you up on this podcast. That's why he's bringing <laughs> you up. Right? So, the winners of the North Cork AC <laughs> is Ross Daniel Gallagher and Donny Sullivan. Um, so congratulations to Ross and Donny. They're the two winners of the um, entries into the North Cork AC uh, done red 5k park run and also we will make sure that you get yourselves a tub of shoe rescue each as well added to that as an extra bonus which is always uh great so thank you again to North Cork and to shoe rescue for the prizes there again but it doesn't start stop uh, there all right so this week's competition comes from Kinsale Penmiler and it takes place on Sunday February the 25th at 12 p.m. Again, this is a great one. I think it's always well supported every year and finishes on the track there. So uh, it's hosted by Riverstock Kinsale Athletic Club um, and Kinsale Community School, set in the beautiful surroundings of Kinsale on a course with a uh, potential for PB with a very fast five mile down nettle section. So again, that's the Kinsale 10 miler. It's actually, we were talking about this last week, great value for money. There's 25 euro entry fee, and that actually includes a t shirt for a 10 mile event, is quite decent i think oh so much, yeah. yeah but i suppose before that you can get a chance to win entry for two people plus uh, a tub of shoe rescue each by entering our competition this week and um, so again the usual rules tag your running friend make sure you're liking our pages make sure you're liking shoe rescues page and we'll announce the winner again next week a uh, great prize uh in the middle of a season there now of kind of some good 10 milers as well so this is certainly one on the calendar to attend so that's kinsale 10 miler Sunday the 25th of February at 12 noon but again get into our competition and see if you can be lucky enough to win two prizes exactly. and again event master if you like to, like to sign up for that event um, also we have coming up in the next few weeks Clarny Valley AC 5 miler 
Mount Hillary AC five miler in Bantir, and there's a mighty 5k in Buin, uh, Tala AC 5k, the Rebel Diamond series, and you know, you've two entries to four races in that. So, plenty of competitions coming up over the next few weeks. So, just make sure you're tuned. And as we always say, if your race would like to be uh, featured in our feature fixtures later on as well, give us a shout, and we will be more than happy to enter you onto that as well. And all we ask is just to give the chance of two entries for our listeners to be able to win and to go and enjoy your race. Right, I think we'll move to the news section. And I think there's only one place to start the news with, and that is um, a re-signing of a runner's diary. Very, very, very popular athlete, Martin O'Leary, who has re-signed for 2024 to... um give us his blog again. So a massive thank you to the contract was signed this week. Picture went out. It's all done and dusted. So a massive thank you to Martin again. And I know Martin's blog was extremely popular and I look forward to it as well. And then we obviously had our first race director's blog, which went out thanks to Karen and Rory, um, who are giving us an inside um inside information on the runnings behind the scenes of a race and then send the build up obviously to the Eagle AC Caraglade five, 5 mile race so they're going to this is going to be three part giving us this is up to a month past and now they're going to go a month out and then we're going to go after the race as well so you know in fairness to them they've put a lot of effort into it so I think it's definitely worth um, a read and make sure you check out our website for that and Andy then will be looking after us as well in the future with something after Seville once he finishes that. So we've blogs plenty and we've other people as well who've contacted us looking for him. So if anybody wants to write anything or, you know, send us on stuff, we'll be more than happy to put on our website. So that's a good start to the news section. That's right. We'll move on with the rest of it there now. Plenty of action this weekend. Um, We'll start with Andrew Coskin and... Brian Frey, but Andrew Coskin of Star of the CAC smashed the Irish five door or five geez, five door five k record in America. Um, so finishing in a time of you were right with door, but it was just indoor. Indoor, indoor. yeah, exactly. Finishing <laughs> in a time of thirteen minutes twelve point five six seconds. That's like it's just absolutely not. And then like still like and that's breaking the national record but he's like to say then you finish seventh in a race you know, when you run that fast <laughs> yeah. just shows yeah. the standard and it is yeah. absolutely so the time was and the race was won in 12.56 that's frightening isn't it you know so it's it's actually incredible so he overtook uh, Brian Fay so he took Brian Fay's record and Brian was also in the same race where he finished 10th in a time of 13.17 it's a good start to the year isn't it to be knocking out times like that Crazy, yeah, crazy times. I mean, that's that shape in January, yeah. Yeah, do you know, it's 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 unbelievable. And then in Boston, you had five men in the same rate, same events, breaking the four minute barrier for the mile. So two of them done it for the first time, which now brings the total to fifty seven Irish sub four minute milers. So Paul Robson ran three fifty seven eleven. Thomas um, Morrison ran 3.58.07. O'Shane Gallon ran 3.58.58. Shane Bracken ran 3.58.28. And Sean O'Donoghue ran 3.58.86. So 
So, you know, there was a time that when breaking Formula Mile was, you know, you'd be lucky to get one a year from somewhere, you know, if in the Irish scene, where now you have five on the same weekend doing it. It's just gone incredible. Yeah. Would you do it, Andy? What, what would you do? I say you did on, a, the, on a bike, is it? On a bike, yeah. <laughs> you did a time trial recently enough, though, did you? I done, uh, yeah, it was actually a mild time trial. Um, she's. I was like, I was. I was only about a minute off him. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say four oh one. Just say four oh one. Four oh one. Add a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah add a minute. Uh, no, they're they're brutal. They are really tough, lads, isn't it? But that's, it's insane pace, like. Yeah, and it's, it is nuts. Sarah Lavin continues yet again an incredible um year year and a bit that she's had. Um, she had two lifetime bests, one in the semi-final, one in the final. So she came third in the final in a time of 7.91 um, seconds. And in the semi-final, she was 7.93. Um, so an incredible start again to the season for Sarah. Sophie O'Sullivan again continues uh, a good runner form of running 4.35 in Washington and in the mile. And Louise Shanahan uh, winning the 800 metres in Abbottstown in 204.25. So they kind of, the Olympians are really out in force at the start of the year. And then just before we came on air, I saw that Nick's, Nick Greggs narrowly missed out on the under 23 record um, in the 3K of 745.94. So 0 0.03 of a, of seconds outside of the under 23 record. And he's only 19. Mm-hmm. So he's a, know, he's a serious talent. Oh, he's yeah. incredible. Raw he's talent, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it is unbelievable. But look, people might know that we're on a, at the moment on a trip around the world. So Brian now is going to take us on a trip around the world with maybe one or two little news stories. Brian, yeah, just looking up over the weekend, I found a few funny stories. Really, so um, a bit further away in Mumbai, so the Mumbai Marathon took place. Um, but the backstory to this is quite funny. So there was some guys working as the behind the scenes, I think, as part of the stewarding team, we'll call it. And uh, they had a set up to rob the medals at the event. So they thought the medals were actually gold medals and valued at quite substantial value. But uh, they were caught anyway. But it turns out their efforts were a bit uh, in vain. So each medal was actually only worth about $2, I think. So uh, obviously... <laughs> Go silver, I think, but a bit of gold <laughs> imitation gold, you know, gold the ones that go to, goes green on your wrist there that when you buy these cheap watches abroad, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so six men arrested for stealing all the, I think there was a couple of thousand medals that they were caught stealing. Um, could you imagine them trying to get away with all the jingling? jingling. Yeah, is there, is there any truth to the room with that Rory was one of those men to replace his Cork City Marathon medal? <laughs> could have been, could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, security at this year's Cork City Marathon, Dublin and Marathon, etc., would be on high alert, I think, for attempted thieves. There, there was another very good one in Hong Kong this week. So, uh, the Hong Kong Marathon would be nice if no, a few marathons did this, but they awarded a thousand dollars to just anyone who finished sub three in the male and sub three thirty I think in the female. There was a few rules that they had to be residents and all that, but um that would certainly get people interested in in the marathons, I think, when a Dublin marathon this year with thousand euro could you imagine much imagine what she'd have to fork out for that like you know what I mean? Like Jesus yeah. that's actually it's it's mad money because in places like Hong Kong and in China and all these kind of running is massive at the moment and you would think that 
the amount of money they'd have to pay out would be obscene. Yeah, I think uh, I saw the figure, I can't remember, but they, they gave a figure of how much it was all right that they handed out. Like that's it's uh, obviously a sub three marathon is a phenomenal achievement, but like to give everyone two thousand dollars for this, Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah. I I look, I I live in Hong Kong. If they want to give me that every year, <laughs> I know yeah. I probably spend a lot more on top, on top of that. Like, but we 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 make a suggestion to the, some race directors around Ireland here. I know Eamon Hayes and Jim Ockney and all these guys. We'll what, be about, what, what, what about the Breen? I was just about to say thanks, Andy. What will you we go? Um, Sub thirteen, maybe before we think about it. (laughs) Sub thirteen, yeah. You get a free free bag of tato and a glass of of diluted orange in the local pub. Ten hours, surely at least. Anyway, yeah, ten hours. So okay, right, okay. So that's just the news. We move on to our results, which is sponsored by Wellbeing Coffee of Glamour and Neptune. Um, so continue at the moment is the running group at the moment, which is taking place on Sundays at 9am and on Wednesdays at 7pm. So great turnout again, lads, this morning. We went out again early. Um, it's, 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 the turnouts are definitely, I think it's about 50 or 60 people nearly religiously every week, um, which is brilliant to see. Um, and everyone's just, you know, just five different levels, six different pace groups went out today. It was five last week on the Wednesday. So, you know, we're, it's open to every ability, so make sure you come down, have a chat, and get a run in as well. And you might see me there on Sunday mornings. So, results, Brian. Do you want to? We start off with Imra. Uh, yeah. So the Ballyhora Winter Moonlight, a challenge, great race. I sold out months ago. Months ago, yeah. would you do it? I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, not at the moment, obviously, but yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. done it yet. But it's it's like I know a lot of guys who do it, and it's phenomenal setup and. Even I don't know if you saw any of the footage there. If you go into if you go into Facebook there and onto their site, you see everybody setting off there on Friday evening. Um, just looks a bit kind of a, as you said, there in the last couple of weeks they're close in the community, but it, it looks really something special. You know, you see the runners taking off through the village and off into the night sky. I suppose, and um, you want a good flash lamp for that one. You would, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah, you definitely would want it. Um, yeah. No, it's incredible. And again, with Max Hassett has sent us to a voice note of the results. So we'll hand it over to you, Max. Max has it here with the race reports from Imra, Ballyhara Moonlight Races on the 26th of January. The weather was ideal for this nighttime adventure under a full moon. We had a total of 363 runners over two routes. The winners of the Ballyhara Moonlight Challenge, distance 28 kilometres, elevation 900 metres were female Anita Locke, Jan Corcoran, Elaine Collins, male Enda Cloak, Liam Lynch, Paul Tierney. The winners of the Ballyhora Moonlight Dash, distance 13 kilometres, elevation 350 metres were female Aoife Courtney, Susan Shine, Sharon Whelan, male Barry Hartnett, Owen Rooley, Owen O'Hara. These races sold out months in advance. Huge credit goes to RD Robbie Williams and his large team of volunteers who did a top job from start to finish. Thank you. Next race up, Bansha Woods Trail in Tipperary on the 4th of February. Entries open now. And thank you, Max, for that. Um, you know, again, it's great to hear actually from the reports of the races now. Again, I think it's just, you know, they, they can explain it a lot better than us because they were obviously there. Um, yeah. And last year, I would say this much, but when we used to do a lot of this, we didn't have the results on hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is no brilliant sure. fact that uh, Mags and Robbie, Robbie are like making this available to us to have out for everybody to make sure that 
the recognition is given where it is deserved. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, we're going to come to you, Andy. I think what we do, Brian, is we might go to what was probably the biggest race of the week, and we're going to go straight to uh, Lindsay, I think, first, and we'll come back and we'll have a quick chat about the Rohini five mile then once we hear from Lindsay. Well, all roads led to North Dublin on Sunday, where the 40th Rohini five mile had attracted a capacity entry of 5,000. On the dart heading for Rohini, the carriages were packed with excited runners, many reminiscing about epic Rohini races of the past, the one that was too short, the one that was very wet, and the one that was too long. Upon arrival in Rohini, it was clear that an astonishing number of clubs from all over the country were representative underlining the huge growth of club and community running in this country. New clubs like my friends in Ballymon AC had brought along their youngsters for the juvenile races and they did their club proud. Good luck to them all in the Dublin Juvenile Indoors which reconvenes next weekend. Up front in the main race of the day uh, Lee Vale's Ryan Creech who had won the race a year earlier was clearly a man on a mission and was soon out on his own. He came home a winner in 23 minutes, 58 seconds, five seconds slower than his winning time of a year earlier, possibly because of the gusting winds on the day. Second in 24.30 was David Scannon of Rathfarnham WSAF, while third in 24.32 was John Paul Williamson, who is unattached to any club. Looking at those times, it's quite remarkable that despite technical developments that have seen Irish track records indoors and outdoors, smashed in the past year or so, few winners in Rohini have gone under 23 minutes since the Rohini course record of 22 minutes 39 seconds was set by Jerry Curtis in 1987, the third year of the race, and equaled by Cormac Fenrick T in 1995. In the women's race, Shona Heaslip of Onriacht made it a monster double, winning in a solid time of 26 minutes 12 seconds. The course record set by Mary Cullen in 2014 is 25.35. Nikita Burke of Letterkenny was second in 27.01 and Cheryl Nolan of St. Avon's third in 27.05. DCH took the senior women's team prize ahead of Rohini and DSD. In the W40 category, Rohini were the winners ahead of Sportsworld and Black Rock. Taking the men's title was Clonmel with Anna Dale Striders a close second and Rohini a close third. First W, sorry, first M40 team was Rohini ahead of Rathfarnham WSAF and Blackrock. In the men's age categories, Jamie Gann of Kilkenny City Harriers was ninth overall and first M40 and Declan Reid of City of Derry Spartans, 17 overall and first M50. First M55 was Michael Cancel of Trim. Cheered all the way to the line was Paddy Beauchamp of Host Club Rohini, who finished first M80. First junior was Mahad Mohammed Egal of Clonif Harriers, who was an impressive 20th overall in 25-35. Of the women's masters, Rohini's Fiona Roach was first W40, and Ashlyn Nick Donnell of West Limerick, first W45. Ashlyn's mother, Carmel, finished fourth. W65 behind Mary Brown of Mary Brown's hurry of Lucan Harriers. Winning the W60 category was Neve O'Sullivan of Onriacht, who of course is Shona Heaslip's coach. 
An honoured guest on the day was former Rohini Shamrock AC club president Mick Corrett, now in his 100th year. Completing a full set of 40 Rohini five races were longtime Rohini members Bob Quinn and Stephen Rowe. All in all, a great day with the Shamrocks also celebrating the recent acquisition of a new and permanent home based in a reconditioned church very close to the previous HQ in a scout's den. Good luck to them all with that. Okay, again, brilliant report from Lindy there. Uh, fantastic running in Rahini. I think we all were a bit taken aback by the numbers there. I, I know when I went on on Friday just to check who was, you know, the the details about the race, I think they had over, it was a record, over 5,100 uh, signed up. Like when you think about it, other than the Dublin Marathon, really, there's not too many races anywhere in order to know at this stage. Uh, get numbers even close to that so um, yeah 5,100 for a 5 mile race in Rohini and I think over 4,000 actually finished on the day uh, so you'd always have some bit of a drop off obviously but 4,264 across the line and the first person across the line is Andy's buddy training pal bestie Ryan Creature Leave LAC <laughs> did, you, did, you give, did you make the phone call straight after it Andy? I like I don't I don't want to take a lot of the credit, but obviously he's been training with me a while now, and you know it's obviously improving his running. <laughs> but I won't take all the glory for it. You're starting to sound a bit like Damien there now. You must be hanging around Damien too much as well. You take the glory for anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, no, I delighted for him. He's yeah. in uh, he's in serious shape to be fair, um, and like the standard I've I done Rahini a few years ago. The standard up there is incredible. So yeah. and a thirty uh, second win, a thirty second win. Exactly, you know, yeah. yeah. So no, of course, uh, former guest, but also another former guest, Shauna Heaslip as well, with a powerful run. And again, she's just back from Kenya, I think, as well. One of the Irish athletes that we out there at the moment. So another woman who we'll watch very closely over the coming months. I think mm. she's phenomenal form as well. Yeah, and like Ryan, she's like was it a, a 50, nearly fifty second win at leading that as well. You know, it's there. Two of them are actually probably in around more dominant runners in Ireland at the moment, you yeah. know, in especially in kind of around these distances and stuff like that, they're just in incredible shape. But again, look, massive congratulations to Rahini for putting on a, again, another what is, you know, a great show to be able to get over 4,000 people across the line safely and without any issues is always incredible. Yeah, I was actually only thinking about today, and I know there might be very, very valid reasons, and I, I, I don't know. But can you imagine if it was on next weekend where you have a bank holiday. I know you have a very big race, obviously next weekend in in Waterford, but um, you could nearly probably add another couple of thousand onto it if people could get up there and get back from the Rahini five mile, you know. So yeah, um, I said that they have the other reasons, I suppose. The thing about it is that, like when I done it that year, it's it's like a big city marathon, but in five miles, yeah. like John did. The streets are lined with people and there's hoardings up and it's such a professional race. It's phenomenal. Like I'd recommend anyone to go up to it. Even when you see the finish line today and I just watched a small clip from my run results when Ryan is approaching the finish and you know he's a police bike escort, which, okay, you might get that in other places too. But even if you look at the ground, you have all the flashing lights on the ground for the last 50 metres. It just looks a bit... Impressive, all right? No, in fairness. No, no, it it is incredible. So well done to everybody involved in that. Um, closer to home for us three, we will go to um, Karen's O'Reilly's GA Club first. Um, 
for their annual 10K, which had 260 finishers. And last week's guest took the victory. O'Shean Spillane, in a time of 33 minutes, took a very comfortable win um, with Derek Griffin, a regular on the, on the, on the scene and then on podiums in a time of 35 or second. Or said thirty five or seven in second, and Mike Sheehy from West Limerick AC in a time of thirty five thirty three. In the ladies, Margaret Foley in a time of forty three fifty five took the win from Crusaders AC with Caroline Murphy uh, closely behind in forty four oh four, and um Deirdre Curtin in not too far behind either in forty four thirty eight rolling up the podium there. Yeah, decent numbers there. In fairness. Um, to one of our featured races, uh, Clonakilty Five Miler, and again a lot of very familiar names here. I think a few past guests on this one as well, or at least uh, people who've come in and gave us a piece every now and again. So there was an unbelievable for first time host in this event, seven hundred and three finishers at that one. Um, so first home there was Dennis Hagerty. Actually, Lee Vell did very well in this transfer window, didn't they? They kind of you know, spent <laughs> spent big here because we'd be hearing a few names there. So Dennis Hagerty. Leave LAC in a time of 26.48, super time there. Second, my own club mate, Tygo Sullivan from Queen Trailblazers in a time of 27.09. And third, uh, will, will we skip the third guy, will we? Yeah, keep going to, go, we keep go going, to, go to the ladies. ladies. Yeah. Irsh, yeah. <laughs> no, third is our good friend. He's another good friend, Andy Goulding from Leave LAC in a time of 27.29. I'll go to the ladies' results before we come back to Andy, but uh, in the ladies' event, again, three very, very familiar names. Um, Hannah Steeds, Leave LAC again, good deal for Leave 28.51. Michelle Kenny, Leave again, 30.06. And third, the Evergreen Breed of Graffney from Mallow AC uh, in a time of 31.44. Uh, genuinely, the six, six names there are people we know really, really well. So, uh, people we've probably all spoke to at some stage or another here. So, and we have one of them with us. So, tell us about Andy. He was we actually like, we got great reports. I've heard great reports about this race. Challenging with the wind a bit, but overall as an event, I think it's been great first time around. Um yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It was a super event. Like even just getting down there, getting your number was very, very well organized. Um no, I really enjoyed it. The, like the course itself was actually a very good course, but we just got caught on the day with the wind, so it was challenging, which is fine. Too, um, but no, it's like the numbers are phenomenal, and every like even it was very well stewarded. Um, not really enjoyed it. Would highly recommend it. We'll definitely be going back to next year again. Um, yeah, it was like as you said, we knew a lot of the people in the t- the top three of male and female, but there was a lot of familiar faces down there across the board. Like, and the amount of prizes they had was phenomenal. And some very good prizes, um, Andy. Like I uh, saw, even some of the age category prizes. Like they, I, I couldn't see a poppy, but it looked like some lovely framed pictures. And Joe, as in, like good, very good, very good quality pictures. Or yeah, and there was like there was well. vouchers and there was hampers and like it was actually funny because myself, Dennis, and Ty, we all got vouchers for a, a shoe shop in um, in Clonakilty, Batesman's Shoe Shop, but it was open after the race. So the three of us went in. I, I know, I know, Jamie's not happy about this whole situation. Like, but so I know I said you can't be promoting another shop in my radio, or my podcast. Is it a shoe shop? No, or is it a shop for runners type shoes? Oh no, it's all types, all types of shoes. Like, uh, it's a so, shoe shop. 
it's that a sports shop. A nice pair of leather shoes, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. A pair of leopard skins. Uh, <laughs> Slip-ons. <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny because the three of us went into the shop then and we picked out our runners and we went home happy out. So the three of us got a pair of runners, which is a great price. Oh, it is a very good price. Yeah. Now, I would say, I, I would say our, 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 our best friend, Graham, was, yes, was, was down yeah. there as well and with pictures of plenty. Um, so, it, like, as I, I know, we, we, we talk about Graham quite a bit, but Graham's just everywhere, in fairness to yeah. me. Like, like, and the amount of work he does, go down, taking pictures, getting people into races, um, you know, helping people out. So, I, I look. I just again. I know we said, mentioned it before, but like, as if you if you do see Graham down there again, just make sure you just give him a big hi and a big thank you for the amount of work that he's doing at the moment because it is it is incredible. Well, I tell you something about Graham, right? Like, honest to God, here now, right? I know he's mainly attached to Egalese, but he'll turn up at any race and help. You know, he'll nearly ask you, "Is there something I can do?" Or he might even contact you. I know, I know this from my own race. He'd nearly contact you in the days leading up to a race and say. I'll be there if you need a hand with anything. Let me know. Like these guys are worth their weight in gold. You know what I mean? Like there's some races probably struggle to get stewards at all, obviously. But um, and he's he's a guy I know the Cork City Marathon now as well. Um, you know, the likes of him and them are very delighted to have him involved as well. He's a welcoming face as well. He's a he knows the people as well. You know, he's friendly, friendly, friendly face as well. So uh, yeah, I think the more of these guys in the running community, the better. 100%, yeah. So, Andy, out of 10, what do you rate Clannacilty 5-miler? 10. 10, that's good. Yeah, I would yeah, say, though, if they could turn the wind down for next year slightly. <laughs> okay, I put that in the notes there, Brian. Um, turn <laughs> the wind down slightly. We, we mentioned that to them, don't worry. But, but look, uh, well, no, well done. Yeah, definitely. Thanks to everyone who organised it and all the sponsors and everything. It was really enjoyable. And um, they should be very proud. It was a very well organised race. Yeah, and look again. I wonder did Mark did Martin run in the end? The guy who jog for on Martin who won the competition, oh, yeah. <laughs> who was the organizer of the race. We'll have to find out did he actually run in it? Probably not if he's probably like any other race director, but uh, uh yeah. probably too busy, I'd say. Right, we move on so to our featured fixtures. Um Brian, do you want to start off? Yeah, busy here now again because we've gotten a lot of clubs into us. But the first one up there is the 35th annual Tommy Ryan Carrigaline Five Mile Road Race in uh, for Eagle SC. There, that's on February the 18th. Uh, again, another five miler. It's a great, well organized race. As you know, we've had Karen and Rory um, already send us in a blog. If you haven't seen that, check out our website. We're really unique. They kind of give it, you know, we, we've had a lot of guests on and a lot of talkers from runners and coaches and etc. But you know, to hear like from two directors and what happens behind the scenes and the organization, a lot of people take it for granted. So that's part of that one. The Eagle, T- Tommy Ryan is the 35th hosting of the five miler. Again, it's in Carrick Line. Great prizes, great category prizes, course record bonuses, etc. Can't ask for any more there. Um, so one definitely to check out on February the 18th. Yeah, of course. And then the next is the Donnerail Park 5K held by North Cork AC in the beautiful grounds of Donnerail Park, which I have never seen, but we'll make But we have a date, day. haven't we? We have a date to go running, there, we'll running across the meadows. Yeah, yep. love a lot. Uh, <laughs> Andy might join us as well. Um, <laughs> so that's on 11 a.m. start. Um, so make sure you sign up early for that. And, you know, it's, it looks like it will be a very good race. 
Yeah, next up is this week's competition. So again, we called it out earlier, but we'll go again. So it's the Kinsale 10 miler, and that takes place on Sunday, February the 25th at 12 noon. Again, it's hosted by the Riverstake Kinsale Athletic Club and Kinsale Community School. You have a chance to win two free entries if uh, you get in on this week's competition. Uh, so again, great race, uh, very fast course, I believe, and good value for money with a race entry of €25, Euro, and that's T-shirt included. So check out that one from Kinsale uh, 10 Miler. It's again another one on Event Master. These are all on Events Master, as you said. Um, and make sure you sign up to races that are supporting us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we have the Corsi AC 5-mile road race um, for starting and finishing the Gary Lucas Bridge Beach Good God. Um, Get your fall state back in. <laughs> so uh, it heads out by the old head of Kinsale. Um, lovely, lovely part of um, the area. So 20 euros for, for it. Chip timing, the whole lot. Great. And it was always on last year and they got a great turnout for it last year. So definitely want to put it in the diary. Um, so that is the course ESC five mile road race. Next up is uh, Dublin Bound. So it's the Talla Athletic Club annual five kilometre road race. And that takes place on St. Patrick's Day, 17th of March at 10 a.m. So good way to kick off your St. Patrick's Day there. And I'll tell you something. I know we have, uh, we don't have a day yet, but we will have Dublin Athletics coming on for Dublin Athletics special. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff going on in Dublin. There's a lot of new clubs after being formed in the last couple of months in Dublin there as well, inner city clubs, etc. So, Dublin running is strong at the moment and this is another one so Tala Athletic Club uh, 5k 17th of March at 10am again check out their Facebook and social media pages good prizes cash prizes for first three male and female first junior male and female uh, and master category prizes as well so again uh, I think that's a donation as well to their charity there is Endometriosis Association of Ireland so they're they're doing a lot of good there on that one so that's the Tala AC 5k yeah, and then there is the Streets of Killarney, a five-mile road race, which is on the 29th of March, which is Good Friday at 6 p.m. So starts and finishes is in the town centre, which is, you know, great, um, easy to access. Now, plenty of places to stay around Killarney if you're travelling down. Um, nice and narrow for the train station as well if you wanted to make a little trip up and down with it. Cash prizes again for the first male and female prizes and plenty of um category prizes. And also um, they're doing uh, companies and businesses prizes as well. So sign up early. Definitely worth it. Love love heading down to Clarny. So I won't be at it, but you know, I actually wouldn't mind if I was around that weekend. It's amazing too that like that's another new race. The kind of Kilty is another yeah. race. Corsi races in its own second year, isn't it? Um, yeah. So a lot of races popping up. And obviously then to finish off this week, and again, kind of something new. So it's the Rebel Diamond Series. So as we've said in the past, there's four clubs have come together to put on a, a series because a lot of series are actually falling away, if anything. So great to see a series come back together. The first of the four races takes place in Banter. I've ran this one. It's a nice course. Uh, it's the Banter 5-miler, and that's hosted by Mount Hillary AC, and that takes place on the 10th of March, and a re- very, very welcoming club, in fairness to Mount Hillary, and they've been very supportive of our podcast as well on, on a numerous occasions, so I'd really encourage people to get to Mount Hillary on the 10th of March. The second in the series is the Drummahan 5K. I ran that last year for my forfeit race, if you may remember, oh, dressed yes. as a woman, one of the best-looking <laughs> women that they ever saw in that race, they said afterwards. Uh, so that takes place on the 20th of April that's the Drumahan 
5k and we'll have more on that as we get closer third race one i know a small bit about uh, is the Trail trailblazers uh, the Buin 5k that takes place on the 12th of may again super fast course one of the fastest courses in ireland some great times there pbs across all levels loads of prizes again we'll talk about it more as we get closer and the fourth race in that series is a lovely one to finish off. I ran to something we saw last year and we really enjoyed it. Uh, so that's the Bud Event Four Miler on the 17th of May. Um, another great race by another great club. So we'll give you more details as we get closer, but there'll be a prize coming up on that one as well for two entries to each of the races. So super prize coming up on that one. Yeah, really good, really good. Andy, obviously you've still been planned for your yeah, next big race. three weeks out. Three weeks out. Yeah. How are you fixed for it? Um, yeah, as 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 good as prepared as I've ever been for a marathon, I think. But it's a marathon; you don't know until on the day. But definitely, much I've done as best I can for this block. Um, Joe, as I said there over the <clears> Christmas <throat> the episode we had, the group I got in with to train with is is a big help. Like just training with people that are faster than you, trying to hang on to people, stuff like that is a huge help. Um. I just think I have a lot more structure in my training for this one. Been a lot more marathon aimed training. So um yeah, hopefully all will go well. But as I said, depends on the morning. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling it, but Yeah. But look, you you are look you can go you can go confident anyway, and I think that's a big, big start. Hundred percent. Like I I I'm going into it knowing I've done everything I could do. So like that that's all I can do for my side of things and just hopefully it goes well for me on the day. Exactly. There's there'll be, I would say, a huge Cork and a huge Irish crowd going by the sounds of things. Yeah, I know there's there's a few of us from Leeville. There's a huge crowd from Toker going. I think there's a few Eagle lads going. Um, Connor has gone from Wien as well, I think, isn't he? Yeah, Connor, yeah. 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 There's, uh, no, I've, there's a good few from Cork going in there that I know of, and surely there'll be more that I don't know of. So. And, and just that. Yeah, sorry, Gwen, Damien, yeah. I said, I said I have no doubt that there is clubs of plenty around the country. I mean, like there is just like this is a big, big, big race and a big international race, and it's getting bigger, I think, nearly as the years but, go on. Yeah, and actually on that note, because I know I have one or two people talking in my own group about you know getting to certain marriages, like I'm going to Manchester and it's just so easy to get in and out, and that was one of the main reasons why I booked it. So I'm flying out on a Saturday and back on back on a Sunday night. It's also great, like, but the whole logistics of Seville, easy to get there. So, you can fly into Seville on a Friday and fly out of Seville on a dub or on a Sunday from Cork. Um, yeah. But we didn't want to come home on the Sunday because the marathon is on a Sunday. So we're getting a train from Seville to Malaga on Monday and flying home on a Monday from Malaga. Very nice. The train is like two hours, um, which I'd get over. Right. But like the thoughts of getting yeah. on a thoughts of getting on a plane straight after a marathon is not appealing. No, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Right. With that, I think we will move on to our interview, which is sponsored by Shoe Rescue. Um again, this is a product myself and Brian and Andy um use have been using for ages. I've been using it for years. I know Brian, you just got it recently enough, but you have actually sworn by it. And Andy, you used to use it as well. You, I think you yep. actually do use this still. But um, yep. oh, it's definitely well worth it. And I'm being at call into the Edge Sports and pick it up. We have it there or go on to Amazon as well, where there is plenty to get. And Eddie's video that he sent us all the way from New Zealand, um, which actually got a great reaction. Um, 
he said it to me and actually I, I had a good laugh off it to be fair to him um, great he's, he's been brilliant brilliant to deal with yeah. I mean he's just been Jesus fountain of knowledge as well so look a massive thank you to Eddie and to everyone at Shoe Rescue enjoy the rest of your trip Eddie over there pity we couldn't make it so apologies but we'll move on to our interview which is with Sir Hillock Nan um, so sit back enjoy So this week, we're delighted to welcome Serica Lachlan to the podcast. Serica is an Irish marathon and ultra runner who runs with Denor Harriers and is trained by Gary O'Hanlon as well. We've had Gary on in the past. Welcome to the podcast, Serica. Thanks, Emil. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you on board. As Damon was saying before we came on here, uh, we've been targeting you for a while to get you on. So we finally got you on the podcast, joining it in a an established and elite list of people I think at this stage now so we're, we're glad to have you on as well has admitted he only wants to get me on for my tips on balance <laughs> there you go I, I, I need to run past the the, the Balanskelly's chocolate factory all the time as well you know just to go in and get my free samples motivation, in there motivation. need something like this <laughs> but no it's uh, it's great to have you on as I said look I've been you've been on my list for a long time so I'm going to look forward to this one so we're going to go we're going to start with our not so rapid rapid fire questions so I'm going to start off. This 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 should be interesting. Now some of these ones, I think. All right, road, treadmill, trail, or track. I don't know who put that in there. Oh, Why yeah. would you want that? Brian Brian's in on it the last few days. He's there, <laughs> even though I don't think uh, he's actually on tra- it. Trail for sure for pure enjoyment. Perfect. Damien thinks treadmills are just for hanging clothes on it. He doesn't believe if people <laughs> even run, run on them, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, next one. Favorite shoe brand? Uh well, I do almost all of my training in Hoka's, I have to say. So uh they are definitely the comfort factor is good. So uh but I do use the shoes, uh the the N word for my mm-hmm. uh yeah. for my uh races as well. So for the big ones. Okay. Miles or kilometers? Oh, I'm very old, so miles. <laughs> And also, the longer you go, the more advantage advantage it is to to work in the miles. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Who's the most famous person in your phone contact list? Oh my god! If you have one, well, like <laughs> she could yeah, say my, well, she could say see, my I, name, no, Brian. Like, like you know, Gary Gary O'Hanlon, maybe a step ahead of you. Gary O'Hanlon, there you go. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. You've given me my answer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, where are we? Favorite distance. This is an interesting one. What's your favorite distance? I think my favorite distance is the 50k, and maybe it's just because I've had just kind of good fortune at that distance. But I just, I just think it's kind of, I just really like it. It's just that bit longer than a marathon, mm. and I just think, you know. I've kind of got my head around it. So. Yeah, it's not gone into the mad, mad stuff yet. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Your favorite race, as in my favorite race to do, or my the, yeah. the favorite race either, I've done. Either or, either either, yeah. Uh, well, look, Anto Lee would kill me if I didn't say the Dan D fifty k because it's my favorite distance and uh, it's a great yeah. race. So, um, so yeah, no, it's just it's really enjoyable. So I love. Are, that. You, are you doing it this year? I am. Oh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just about to enter into a little taper phase for that. So, uh, so yeah. Now I'm uh, all signed up for the Donna D this year. Now, so excellent. Do you prefer hot 
or cold weather. No, we're going to really change this one actually, all right? Because yeah, we, after the week we've had. Right. So, <laughs> do you prefer cold or icy or wet and windy? Oh, I just hate the cold. I think I hate the wind too, but I think I'd prefer wet and windy to cold and icy. I just hate Ooh. the cold. That's, yeah. that's controversial. Controversial. That's it. Thanks, thanks very much. It was nice talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went, we, we'd go for I... cold, cold uh, ourselves here now. But you know, when you're out, you know, in the elements, you know, when you're on those balcony and uh, it's wet and windy, you know, just that kind of, that's the, yeah. the type it's... two fun that most well, ultra runners are after, right? Despise the wind. <laughs> are you a morning or an evening runner? Um, To be honest, I kind of like I do like running in the morning, but just, you know, with work and stuff, when I run in the morning, that's like 6 a.m., which mm. is just a little bit punishing. Yeah. But uh, so and I quite like the head clearing kind of of an evening run. So yeah. um, so. I probably prefer evening, but I I'm forcing myself to be morning just to get the work done. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm the long same boats. Right. So here's the ones: three sports people you would like to have a meal or a drink with. Ah, well, I think you know. Uh, I'm not sure. Does uh, so you know Laura Green that um, uh, she's on Instagram and she's feckin' hilarious. So she definitely has to be on my list because she just seems like good crack. Um, <laughs> and I think I'd have to put Cahill Dennehy down for the same reason. He lo- he okay. seems like good crack too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I, I think I might just, you know, you'd have to like put a really good marathon in there just to kind of drill them for their training information, wouldn't you? So, you know, be it, uh, I don't know, Kipchoge or uh, I don't know one of them anyway. I don't know. Yeah, the Kaylee or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, your favorite book or movie? Uh, well, like probably the book. Like lots of people that got a lot of people into running was Born to Run, and mm-hmm. it's funny. I loved that book when I read it, and I'd say if I read it now, I would hate it because <laughs> you know the more you know, the more you think, oh, that's bullshit. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that when I read. But I think the book that I've really enjoyed the most uh, about running and performance that I've read recently or, well, not so recently in the past couple of years is Endure by Alex Hutchinson. I don't know. Have okay. you read that? It's really good and um, really interesting just around kind of, I suppose, just performance and physiology and our brains yeah. kind of role in all of that as well. So it's really good. Okay. That's a new one to us. So. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. Okay, last one. If you could take the place of another person in a greatest sporting moment, who would it be? Well, like this is like, you know, here's my recency bias now. Uh, but um, I don't know. Did you see Courtney DeWalter did uh, the Hard Rock and Western States and UTMB treble uh, last year? And just the feeling of her running down to finish UTMB in first place after finishing first in those other two races and record-breaking runs, that must have been a pretty good feeling. So that would be quite nice. She's the name really, isn't she, Courtney Dewan? Oh, she's unreal. She is just amazing. 
Amazing stuff, yeah. Yeah, she, she, she's on the list. She put her to the list as well. Do, do, you, have any, do you have any connections for us? I, I wish. <laughs> You'd be sharing up your own I, podcast if you did. She's another um, annual Berkeley Marathoner, I think, isn't she? She's she's Irish. She's done it a couple yeah. of times, yeah. I think. I'm not sure yeah. has she ever. I don't know how she's done the fun run now or anything, but uh, yeah. But yeah, she's just phenomenal. She's just amazing. Yeah. Brilliant, Sarah. And you know what? Even already there, I kind of took a few notes. It's like there's a lot to capture there already and discuss. And I know you said one or two things in before we started, but like we might start off just your your main area, I think, is like the 50Ks and, long, you know, longer distance stuff, marathons, etc. Where did that interest come from, I suppose? Well, I'm just a bit shit at the shorter distances. So <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention, right? But uh, I know I'm, I suppose... Uh, when I started, you know, and like most people, you start with doing like, you know, whatever, a 10K or whatever. But I actually started training for a marathon quite soon after it. Like I ran for a couple of years in school, but not much, you know. And uh, then I remember doing the women's mini marathon. And then pretty soon after that, I think I just really enjoyed the training and the long runs. And, you know, I just started training for Dublin pretty soon after that. So, so I just think I never really I kind of maybe was at the age where it just made sense to go straight to the marathon and not really mm-hmm. focus on the shorter stuff. Um, uh, I was actually down with uh, Lee Van Heften, the physio there just this evening. And uh, I was actually saying, you know, my 5K and 10K times are so bad and maybe I should have focused a little bit on the shorter stuff. And that how other marriages, how is so bad? Well, like my 5k PB is something like 1758 or something. So, and to take that in, what's your, what's your marathon? Pay? I know you're 50, but we say most people can relate to a marathon, but then a 50k PB. 245 your... is my marathon. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's, so it's yeah, bad. I, it's bad. <laughs> but then, so. I'm sorry. And, and to say not 17 something is bad, but in relation to, to the, both yeah. of them, it's bad. So, just yeah, before anyone yeah. says, we're not saying the time is bad, it's just it's in okay. Relation. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose I just I, I don't really care enough now like I'm just like ah well you know but um so yeah I suppose I never I I guess I just kind of skipped all that kind of improving my 10k or 5k mm. or you know whatever and just went straight to the marathon so really, Dublin so. was your first marathon yeah Dublin was my first so I did Dublin for the first time in I think it was like 2009 maybe 2008 2009 and like I did three days a week training, didn't know what I was doing. I think I had, maybe I had a stopwatch, I don't know. And uh, so I did 3.28 that year and I was there going, right, that seems okay for very little training. So, um, so yeah, but but then, um, then kids got in the way and, you know, life got in the way and I didn't do uh, Dublin for a good few years. Uh, I think it was, maybe it was 2018. That I did it again then. So um so yeah. But, and um, in between that time and how did you find the training and life balance? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I said to you the B word is banned in uh in my house because my husband says, Ha, ah, you call that balance, that's not balance. And I do think, you know, we kind of have to stop pretending that you can have any balance in your life, really, if you're training to any kind of level, I think. Because if you have a full time job and if you have kids and if you're trying to train to be competitive, 
and you know something has to give you know mm. like I, I don't think and you often hear kind of people say oh you know training to this level makes me a better parent and you know it's like I'm definitely not a be- better parent my kids are getting like you know really terrible meals that you know you can prepare quickly so you can get out for your run or whatever you know and like I just I think it's a bit of a myth that mm. puts people under pressure because I just don't think it's possible uh, I, I think you I, just I think so that like especially marathon training and, and and I think even for yourself even more with the 50ks and you know and further it becomes a very selfish sport and I honestly yes. believe it is like it's because you have to go for your 20 to 24 25 26 mile run on a Sunday and it doesn't matter if it's a birthday party if it's this if it's this you need to be out there and yeah it's kind of like right I think I stop marathon training now and it's and you go relays then you go oh, Jesus I actually have neglected all that for so long. Oh, it's and like not even like so your family obviously is the thing that's, you know, forefront to your mind in terms of, you know, the things that you're kind of constantly bargaining with yourself around. But um, but, you know, like friends, God, I so rarely see my friends going yeah. out like other people's, you know, checking in with people or, you know, so. So, yeah, it's it's really selfish and um, you kind of just have to start to live with the guilt really i think yeah. it's it's the main I, thing when you're when you're training i think it's funny there when you mentioned friends because i actually got a text from someone this evening only to say like i started training again now for manchester marathon which is way off in april and someone like already is saying to me oh we must organize a night i know you're marathon training at the moment and i'm like it's okay i can go out nights you know it's, it's, it doesn't everything have to stop but uh just give us an idea of your can you uh, we'll sneak. I'll get the long run in early on the Saturday and I'll be okay then. So when you get it in on Saturday, you'll have better options. But um, give us an idea of your typical training week, maybe when you are training for marathons or the 50Ks. So I suppose like in a kind of non kind of specific, just kind of regular week, I might be doing, you know, whatever between 50 and 60 miles a week. So, you know, 50 miles a week, maybe, you know, do like what I tend to do is mostly easy running, but I would do some kind of interval session and that might be hills or it might be 800s I and hate 800s so it probably won't be them but um but you know it might be some kind of interval session and then I would do some kind of long tempo session so that's kind of so it's mostly easy running interval session tempo session but I might kind of sometimes do three sessions a week if I'm kind of really in the midst of a big training block but I think um, so now, like now that I'm in kind of Donna D training, I'm up to about 85 miles a week. I kind of feel like I tried to kind of get to the 9,500 miles a week, but I just I find it a real struggle to run that much, you know. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I think is really good is like Gary, his training is very much focused on. Um, so I'm trained by Gary O'Hanlon and he would he'd kind of be about kind of making sure that the long run is a session. So the long run is a tempo run. So, you know, there's none of this kind of long, slow running because I suppose it just, the long run would break you down, but also the session would break you down. So you might as well combine the two in a way, you know, so you're getting kind of your session done in your long run. And I think it's, um, I think it's really good for me because it just means that I just have one really tough run at the weekend to recover from. Yeah. I'm going to come to Gary in a second because I, I do want to ask you about Gary, but we just got a question in and you mentioned the words there with um, you know, the interval and uh, the tempo. 
And uh, the question was, what's your go-to foods for pre and post kind of like these sessions, the intervals and the, My the tempos? Yeah. So what would you have? Like, is there, would you have kind of like a, a certain breakfast in the morning before oh, these sessions yeah. or like um, an afterwards quick recovery I'm stuff? Like, I'm like the worst person in the world to ask about nutrition because my uh, philosophy about nutrition is, I run shitloads, so I'm just going to eat all around me and it doesn't matter what I eat. I'm just going to eat everything. Wait, is a great diet. It's the best diet. Isn't it? So, and look, I'm, I'm really kind of, my eating is just really normal. Like, I mean, if I'm doing my long run and if I was doing that on a Saturday, so I might get up early so that I can try and get out at seven or eight for the long run. And I, I'm just going to have a coffee and a bagel. That's it. Do you know, that's what I'm going to have before my long run. And uh, afterwards, yeah, I mean, I probably try to, you know, get some protein in. I might have like, you know, some scrambled eggs and toast afterwards or something like that. But but like, I'm just I'm I'm really poor nutritionally, probably like I eat well. I like healthy food, but I also love cake and junk food and just food. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think you have to as a runner. So, uh, you have to have that reward. Yeah. I I just like I always remember years ago when one of the marathons I gave up drinking, I gave up all this stuff beforehand, and I was just like, Jesus, I hated every second of it. Yeah. Like, I, I think and I think that's moderation, like, so... moderation. It's just so simple. You know, just don't go on a bender every weekend. Like give yourself a little rewards after your hard earned sessions. I think that's the point. And like again, Sarah, like you've mentioned so many things already that I think people can relate to. You work, you know, or you're trying to find that time to train. Your diet, is like it's it's all real, though. I think you know that there's a there's there's only a small percentage of people who get to that level where they have, you know, they're nearly at elite level and they can they're full time full time runners or full time professionals. The rest of us are all fitting into this bubble of trying to find that time to do it. You know. Yeah, and I do think like. Look, I don't really know a hell of a lot about this and I'm kind of putting this out there probably as an excuse so that I can just continue to eat all around me. But I do think that I don't get injured very much. And I do think, you know, just feeding my body is probably a, a good part of that, you know, like just kind of making sure to eat a lot because yeah, yeah. I run a lot. So. Yeah. And you need, sounds, to, sounds you, good. you need to replace calories and that's what it is. The yeah. ice, cream, ice cream is supposed to be one of the easiest ones to have, like, you know, easy calories in so and a nice little treat for yourself. No, you use this term, so I'm going to use it and this is not. You class yourself, obviously, and Brian is on a different scale again, you know, as a master's runner, like Brian is the super master old fella. You know, vet, is it? Vet, 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 yeah, he's a real vet. So like yourself and Gary, Gary trains obviously all different levels does he train you differently obviously because of you're in the masses category and you know you can't be like you don't have the recovery and everything like that so is your training tailored to your lifestyle or is your lifestyle tailored to your training I wish he would treat me differently I keep telling him you know I'm old can you just go easy on me please but uh, I think Gary you know because he he performed so well you know, and still is performing so well for his age that I suppose he would, you know, and and he probably wouldn't, you know, see himself as a master's runner, you know, and I don't think he'd ever encourage me to either. But but I do think that 
for me, like I definitely feel like my running has changed. You know, I do think that I have to accept that there are certain things that I find a little bit harder or take a little bit longer. Like I took a long time to recover from Dublin this year. And now I ran a very poor race. Like I had a good outcome, but I paced it really badly and I kind of suffered at the end. But like, I just, you know, that it was six weeks of, you know, whereas, you know, before I could do it and kind of probably feel pretty okay after two weeks, you know, so, um, so I think, I think it's just the recovery really. So the training hasn't really changed. Yeah, I definitely know I can't handle the 95 to 100 mile weeks, but, but I think the principles of the training are the same. You know, both myself and Gary will say occasionally, oh, yeah, we probably should do a bit of weight training or something like that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that it hasn't really changed in principle. I, I definitely am much more conscious, though, of the things that I probably need to start thinking about doing to kind of, you know, uh, just, I suppose, stay fit and healthy, really, and just kind of keep my body strong, you know. Mm -hmm. The importance of Gary, our coach, we've often spoke about that in, in previous podcasts as well. But I think you mentioned you ran 328 and I read somewhere but whereby I think you said after that your ambition was to run 320, sub 320. And obviously that wasn't yeah. that long ago either. I think you joined the No Harriers in 2020. So we're talking in a very short time frame here that you yeah, really excelled. So yeah. I started training with Gary probably around, I, I think it was about 2017, 2018. And um, at that stage, because I had run a 328 with kind of no kind of real kind of like I had trained, but not that much. I, I had said that my ambition was to run sub 320. And just after kind of a year with him, or maybe it wasn't even a year of just that kind of structured consistency, I ran a 308 in Dublin that year. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, just kind of bringing that little bit of structure and just, I think that what is brilliant about, well, for me for in getting a coach was just kind of, just kind of giving yourself the kind of chance to kind of approach this in a bit more of a kind of ambitious way, you know, because I think if it was just me, I would have said, well, you know, anything under 328 is great and you know just having somebody there who'd say I think you could push yourself a little bit harder or I think you could you know kind of maybe just kind of go for a more ambitious time you know that that was really helpful and just just even having kind of because Gary does a kind of we just kind of do a run class on sun or on Wednesdays in the park and just having other people around me who are probably going for similar goals and being able to kind of compare yourself to that and then like Denor has, you know, brought me on in so many other different ways as well. Like, you know, uh, just even kind of just putting yourself in the mix in cross country races, mm -hmm. which really kind of builds your strength and just kind of being exposed to different kinds of training or different kinds of group sessions. And I think it's just all about kind of soaking it all up, you know, and trying to kind of apply it to your own racing and training, you know. I do think though, like we 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 talk about the coach always, but we've also talked about the importance of the club aspect mm -hmm. to it as well, you know, and like you know the meetups and the, the the team events and all this, and I just do think once you put on that singlet, it does mean that makes that race a lot more meaningful. I think, um, especially you know the likes of you know Dublin Marathon National Championships cross countries, you know these things, the singlet just means that a little bit more. But you know, I'd love to see and look, I. Like there are so many hard working people in Denor Harriers and our president, uh, 
Larry Curley and, you know, all the kind of uh, people that work behind the scenes. And it's a tough job for clubs these days, I think, because there's so much going on race wise, you know, people are, you know, people are off doing marathons abroad and, you know, they're kind of doing various road races and whatever. And I suppose it kind of feels like, you know, maybe those kind of club competitions are almost harder for clubs to really kind of draw people into. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, just the sense that, you know, like people want to kind of do their own thing in training or have their own training groups or whatever. So, so I definitely think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing for clubs to kind of maintain that kind of, I suppose, culture of people training together and racing together and pulling on that singlet. And I mm-hmm. just love to see people racing more at home in Ireland, you know, because I do find, you know, like even Dublin Marathon last year and you know I don't like I'm not being modest by saying I have no business on a podium at Dublin Marathon but I don't you know so there's much better marathon runners in Ireland than me and I'd love to see them all doing Dublin but sure there's just so much kind of choice uh, elsewhere but um, but you know maybe we uh, we had we had that before I think when we had Shauna Heaslip on as well I think Shauna won the national was it a 10 mile or national half last year and she also expressed her kind of disappointment that I think people was it and I think someone else we had on as well that had chose to run a race the day before or some other race like you know that we're not getting the best runners yeah. on a specific day at the biggest races or yeah. at any race yeah. really you know that and I know there's a thing as well unfortunately where you know and I'm going to say this like where we some runners will watch who's running what races and then decide not to turn up because you know that's you know surely we want to race see the best people racing at, at each race you know yeah, God, like I, you know, I'd love to, you know, like imagine a marathon with, you know, with Courtney and like I know she couldn't compete this year and would have done otherwise. But, you know, with her and Anne-Marie McGlynn and, you know, all the Nick Gonal sisters and, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, all these brilliant marathoners, you know, so um, mm-hmm. I just think it it would be brilliant, but we, um, might, we might have I, to go to the, the US method, does it have a trail and just one day and everybody goes for it under one day maybe. Yeah. But but look, I I get it because I suppose especially when people are looking for qualification times for things and they you know are running overseas to get faster times or whatever. But um, but yeah. So anyway, can, can I ask just something that I'm kind of interested in myself actually, but. I'm sure many listeners will be too. You mentioned earlier that you're you're kind of like your average week is somewhere between 50 to 60 miles. And then when you're specific race training, you get up to 80. How far do you think you can go on like without going up that distance on 50 to 60 miles? What would you think you can achieve? If I just if I kind yeah, of just kept the, the mileage lower. Well, I know I'm saying like if you with your standard training of 50 miles, what would your marathon be off that? Would you reckon? Oh, as in, you know, even off my 50 miles, could I jump into a marathon on a whim? Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm sure I could run it. Um, whether I could. I think it's it's really hard because I suppose, you know. I think it's the last. I think it's the last. Sorry, sorry, I think it's the last five miles where that really kicks in. It's, it's where the mileage just catches up with you. And especially when you get down to the. You know the two forty ish once once is once two forty. I think you need to kind of be up around the 60, 70 miles just to have that endurance for the the end of it. I think. 
I suppose as well, it's the mindset of, you know, and, and maybe this was my problem in Dublin this year was I kind of started off really fast and part of me thought, well, maybe I can do, you know, this time. <laughs> and, and, you know, none of my training would have suggested that I could. So so I probably shouldn't have done that. So I suppose if I was going into a marathon off like, you know, just a standard 50 mile week, I'm going to go out conservatively and say, you know, if I can get a sub three here, that that would be a huge result, yeah. you know, off easy. You had, I look, I sorry, I had to run up there for a second, so tell me if I'm wrong here. Um, you had a good battle in Cork last year with uh, Lizzie Lee in, you know, down to the last yes. mile, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And on a hot, hot day, in fairness to it. Um, how was the Cork Marathon for you, that that, that whole day for you and, and being there was... to the end? Yeah, that was that was a, a brilliant experience in some ways, because I think it was a very educational experience for me in terms of race tactics, mm. because, you know, like Lizzie is like, I mean, she's a different class to me. She's a 234 marathoner or whatever. And, you know, like I was kind of not used to, I suppose, being somebody who's there in the mix with an elite athlete, you know, so it was uh, kind of in some ways a bit kind of oh shit what am I doing here and kind of doubting myself um but I think tactically as well I think that she knew like like Lizzie is you know we talk about my shit 5k like her 5k is probably what two or three two or three or four minutes faster than mine probably so I think tactically you know it was a mistake for me to think, oh, you know, let's let's work together here or whatever, you know. And, you know, because of course she's going to, you know, kind of um, she, okay, she's yeah. got the speed to outpick yeah. me at the end, you know. And um, and I do think sometimes there's a sense of, you know, like, you know, definitely race tactics. There's there's going to be times when working together is great when you're both kind of working for a PB or a fast time or whatever. But I think. If I could have tried to, you know, look, she's she's a better runner than I am. But if if I could have tried to break away a little earlier, maybe it it might have made mm. a bit of difference. But, uh, but yeah, definitely lessons learned tactically but there. I, I, I think the one. conditions made that a tough race though that day because it was like if you went that break too early and you just went that few seconds more than what you could have with that heat and everything like that, it could have just it could have finished a race altogether and you could have finished might have not have finished at all do you know what I mean you know what I felt brilliant that day and like I had done a really good uh training block and uh I think and this is so funny like your your kind of mental game when you're kind of in a long race like that do you know what I was thinking was I that if I tried to make a break and that if it failed and that she caught up with me later in the race then I feel really like embarrassed (laughs) You know, it would be like, ah, oh, damn. She the was things that go through her head is nuts, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but look, I, I think, you know, I, I think that, you know, and, and Gary would say this too, is, you know, sometimes we, we can kind of be our own worst enemy and hold ourselves back because we're going out and we're racing. Like, because he's a real racer, you know, mm-hmm. like when he's out running a marathon, he wants to race it. And uh you know, he would probably say that sometimes we can hold ourselves back by saying, oh, hang on, I'm doing like, you know, 608s here and I haven't done that in training at this stage of a marathon before and blah, blah, blah. 
instead of kind of saying I'm feeling really good here mm. like why don't I just kind of just just go for it I, I agree with you and, and, and like I take a be at an interview was it Brian was one of our earlier interviews with uh, Donnie Walsh like and it's probably one of the most kind of things we get people saying like that this Johnny made a point of don't look at the watch just race the person next to you and you will get a PB if you just race that person mm. who's ahead of you and for me I remember Dublin I think it was 2019 and like that I was looking at the watch too much I was like I should be doing 550s or 555s not 550s and my head just started playing these tricks with me all of a sudden and I was like oh god what's that what's that and I ruined the race myself where if I just yeah, literally yeah. probably hit the watch just ran with the paces who I was with at the time and I wouldn't have known any different but I think the watch sometimes can be that little bit of a, a curse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, but, um, just as an interesting, another bit of interest, the Danita 50k that you speak about a lot, and obviously it's one of your favourite races. Tell us a bit about that event, maybe, because I know it's one that intrigues many people as well. The 50k as yeah. a kind of distance? Well, no, the actual Danita race itself. Oh, the Donadie. Uh, sorry, uh, Yeah, no, it's um. Well, you know, it's just a really so you're in Donadie Forest, and um, you know, it's it's a really great atmosphere in the race, you know, and Anto runs the race. He like you know really you know I I think it's just it's really good crack. I think it's the kind of race that gets people going back there again and again. But one of the things that I think for a marathon and like the thing is that um. Um, uh, like I think that a lot of marathoners don't necessarily, um, you know, kind of consider the fifty k because they think, oh, that's a bit too long. But in actual fact, like it's really not. I wouldn't feel. I would feel that the fifty k is closer to a marathon than an ultra. You know, and John O'Regan, who and like John O'Regan is amazing because he is such an advocate for ultra running in Ireland. And he has been so supportive of me. And he so when I ran Donaghy the last time, my uh, time and that was a world age group record. And like he did so much work to just get that ratified and whatever. And he's just like really supportive of ultra running. But I think he's really keen that a lot more marathon runners would kind of make that transition to 50K because it isn't that big a leap. And it's Dana D, right? And you're doing kind of 10 loops of uh, 5K. And, you know, when you're in the second last loop, you pass through the marathon. And so then you finish that loop and then you're on your last loop. So it just doesn't really feel that kind of challenging or that much of a kind of mental jump from marathon to 50K. So mm. I just think like, you know, it would be brilliant to get more really good marathoners considering the 50K because it's their wheelhouse. If you're a good marathoner, you're a good 50k runner, I think. Yeah, no, I, I know a few who've done it as well. They've always spoken highly of it as well. Mm. So it's definitely an event that I pe- think people should look into a bit more as well. Um, just another topic, maybe. And again, such a big year for athletics, I think. And, you know, I spoke to you before the show there briefly about women's athletics in particular. And we have Rashida again, you know, blitzing it at the weekend and Kira McGeegan and others. Where do you see women's athletics at the moment in particular? Well, like, there's, I mean, I suppose I feel like a bit of a fraud commenting on these things because, you know, I'm just a regular Sorry, old so runner. I'm going like, to stop just... you there now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you put yourself down. You're, you're putting yeah. yourself down, all right? You've, you, you put him in Dublin. You put him in Cork. You're, you're, you've represented Ireland on the international stage. 
do stop no <laughs> two, two kids yeah busy life yeah but there you go yeah, yeah. But even just like when i think of people like kira mcgee and rashida i'm just like looking at that as as a fan going oh my god that's amazing but i think i think kira is like so interesting because you know i think one of the things and like she has said this herself and it kind of relates to what you're telling me about kind of you know not uh, selling myself short like when she did so well last year and the year before, like much of her kind of transition, I think, was kind of being up there saying, I belong here. Yeah, I'm competing for a medal or whatever. Whereas, you know, previously it would have been, you know, oh, well, like, you know, I couldn't possibly say that I'm on a par with this person or that person. So, you know, just kind of seeing uh, female athletes, Irish athletes who are just, you know, who just have that confidence to kind of go out there and really kind of just be representing just with the best, you know, but, but I just think it would like, I'd love to see more, uh, you know, because like, oh my God, you know, Fanula McCormick is just such a, she is just unbelievable. She is amazing. And uh, it would be great to see more kind of uh, women marathoners, you know, kind of really like I'd love to see more qualifying for the Olympics or whatever, because, you know, it's I suppose we haven't had as many as we would have liked over the last uh, few cycles, you know, so um, it would be great to see that. But but yeah, I just think you'd hope that the, there just seems to be some brilliant coaching happening and some great kind of, you know, training groups kind of coming on stream. So hopefully, um, hopefully things will be and just really good kind of young talent. So. And what can keep mm-hmm. them in, in like you just said, young talent and like there is obviously a massive drop off in women's sports and that's sports across the board. Is there anything running can do to keep people in it and to keep them interested in to go to the longer distances, especially because like, you know, there does tend to be the drop off and then, you know, that's it. It's done and dusted. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like for me, you know, I'm I'm even kind of saying to people that part of, I suppose, there is for women the kind of, you know, if you have families and look, this is the same for men. And if you have job and family, you have the exact same kind of, you know, issues and commitments but I suppose physically you know kind of and of course Vanula McCormick and people like Eugene Gonal are totally proving me wrong here but you know when you have babies you know it might be harder to come back after or whatever but um but I I suppose it's just kind of changing it up a bit or realizing there's other options because I you know even if you look at um uh Safan Hassan and she's kind of going from track to road and back to track and whatever it would be nice to see that there would be more kind of, I suppose, uh, movement across the disciplines, maybe, you know, because like I'm even thinking now, you know, I'm just learning about hill running and just kind of dipping my toes in it and trying to do a bit more of it and really enjoying it. And part of that is just about keeping running fresh for me, because it's really hard to just say I'm going to spend another year training for like, you know, two to three marathons a year or kind of, you know, 50K here and there. So it's just about kind of saying I'd love to, you know, train a bit differently or enter a different kind of race or just just, you know, that running isn't just one thing. It can be lots of different things, you know. Yeah, I know you, you probably won't have the answer for this, obviously, because I think many people are scratching their heads. And like myself and Damon have two young daughters and we had a women's special a couple of months back there. But like when you some of the names we just mentioned there, like you mentioned Finula McCormick, five time Olympia now coming up. 
you know, you go back to Sonia Sullivan, Katrina McKernan. These people have been top of the world at, you know, at, at athletics. You Again, you would think it's a sport that, you know, we should see girls flocking to nearly. And yet it doesn't happen. And like, again, it troubles me. It puzzles me. Why, you know, I think we've more or less asked you this anyway. But, you know, is there anything we can do to help or is it back to clubs or administration or where, where do you see the, the solution anywhere? I don't know. I mean, I guess um, there's a lot of conversation now about whether it's a kind of interesting and exciting spectator sport, you know, and I think that maybe we're always kind of like I would, you know, kind of watch the athletics and go, how could anybody not think this is exciting? Mm -hmm. But even watching something like UTMB, like I'm trying to tell people this is the best sporting um, spectacle you'll watch because it's like the Tour de France in terms of having this epic scenery and amazing, yes. like, you know, kind of access to the athletes and whatever. But, you know, you're really watching these brilliant kind of feats of endurance, you know. So yeah. I, I I guess it's about how it's presented as a kind of, as a viewing experience or an audience experience might be something yeah. to do with it. Yeah, I also um, said, sorry, sorry we, we, we mentioned in last week's episode, you know, even something simple that Athletics Ireland have done um, in their, in the under-20s and under-23s in the indoors was just something simple of having the athletes back and talking to them through the race yeah, on the screen and stuff like that. That looks good, yeah, and yeah. And it, it just, I just think it just, Give something because one anyway, right? So you're the, the, the child who's in front of the, the adult, sorry, who's in front of the screen is talking to their driving their family to it. Who might, who might find someone who's interested in it, who might see it. You know, I just think it gets more people's eyes on track. But also with you, with the, or you were saying there with the races, you know, the trail races and all these kind of races. I just think they're, they are gold. I really do yeah. think that these races are unbelievable and well, I still no. think so, sorry Dame to jump into like yeah. when you when you rattle off those names again Sonia, Katrina Fanula Rashida well like any other sport to have that caliber of world athletes you know wouldn't be you know like you if you talk about soccer and if, if the Irish team could you know kids start taking up soccer and playing soccer or whatever sport it is like boxing or whatever like they, these people are top of the, they were top of their game world record holders olympics etc and i don't think we've cashed in it in terms of attracting people to the sport and again i, I know well yeah. i think that there's something as well about team sport versus individual sport and when i was running for those couple of brief years in school and i gave i like and i was i was pretty good at it but i gave it up because i you know i started playing basketball which is very unlikely because i'm like barely five foot two but anyway <laughs> but I, I gave it up because I just felt much less pressure with a team sport mm. than I did with an individual sport. And I used to be sick with nerves heading to a cross country race on a Sunday, you know, and mm. and I just think and I see it with my son now because he is a superb runner, but has no interest in it. And he plays football three times a week and like he just enjoys football training. He just enjoys going, hanging out with his mm -hmm. friends having uh and then he enjoys going to the matches and he doesn't feel that pressure yeah. but if he was going to do a school cross-country race he'd be so nervous the night before yeah. so i do think that maybe there is something around how do we kind of start to kind of build a bit more of a team sport kind of that, um, just mentality yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and i think that came up actually funny you, you just touched it there like that came up in a previous episodes as well i think some people spoke out quite strongly that you know we hold 
national events at under 12 level or whatever it may be and there's a pressure that comes with that instead of maybe making those events team events only or something like that you know again it's a lot of pressure on a young person at that age so yeah, and maybe just, like just... relays are kind of fun mm-hmm. and like i know they're trying to introduce it more but there's definitely a lot we could do to maybe take the pressure of individual sport off younger kids mm-hmm. maybe so mm-hmm. just but, enjoy it just get out there and yeah. run and run and yeah, enjoy yeah. it yeah. so we kind of you you mentioned the UMTB there and stuff like that. Is that in your horizon at some stage? Well, I'm trying to. I'm I'm a kind of a, I'm a wannabe trail runner. <laughs> so so and I just think they're just way cooler. So, but um, I agree with you. Yeah, they actually are. It's grown on me an awful lot of in the last year. It's brilliant. You still have you still have a one run one day. No. <laughs> You're talking about. I just, yeah. I just said it's grown on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was terrified of it, and like I kind of had a half notion to do the Morris Mullins 50k last year, and then I kind of got cold feet and said, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. No, I can't do that." Uh, but then I did uh, the Sleeve Bloom Marathon, which I just loved, and it was really great. And that was an Emma race, and they're just brilliant and an amazing organization doing brilliant things. And is then that the one you I won? Did... Sorry, sorry, is that the one you won overall? I did. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then I did the Kerry Way Ultralight and I won that over. Yes, you won well. that over. Yeah. 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 So yes. um so so yeah, I just I just kind of like the Kerry Way Ultralight was brilliant as well because you know I got to go down to Balance Skelligs and uh, do loads of training on the trails in Kerry and um but it's just you know there's you're just not looking at the watch mm. you know you're just it's and I think that is something that, like obviously you've got incredible scenery you've got all of the the brilliant stuff that goes with trail running but you just you know it's it's just so much less of a kind of you know look at the watch what pace am I hitting whatever there's just so much freedom to it you know it's it's really I really enjoy it um but you actually yeah like a lot of things you're saying you you're coming across as someone who as you just said enjoys running you know yeah, yeah. well I I do <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, it is selfish because, you know, it's funny, like if I um, have a good race or whatever and I'll find loads of people will say on Strava, oh, all that hard work paid off. And I'm kind of like, what hard work? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the running. All right. OK. Yeah. I, I, so, so you're obviously on Strava. So are you are you are you in the Runner's Diary um no can i join Ooh, of course, course you can you'd, you'd, help our, you'd, you'd help our mileage a lot at the moment we're, we have a challenge at the moment right? we're trying to go a trip around the world so in january we have we set a challenge where we we try to run 31 days 5k so myself or and brian walk. are trying to do that or walk or steps and get active just for people to be active in january so myself and brian are on day 22 now we haven't this one but i think brian has he's 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 used a treadmill um you know, so missed. so he says for high um, clothes. so we we start we, we just to step it back though we've we've i was just gonna yeah. say i used the turbo trainer for hanging clothes on yeah i'm not injured anymore so i don't need that no Useless. So we've we 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 we've got the mileage to go to New Zealand, then we got the mileage to go to Canada, and now we've decided we're going to go around the world. So we just need as many people to join the group as virtually, we can, virtually, virtually not, of course. <laughs> and the mileage is going to go around the world, and our plan to do with this travel group, and you know, you you can talk to all your friends and get all them into it. Josh is in it as well. Um, 
Oh, Jesus. Well, he'll single-handedly uh, get He's the He's helping us up, an yeah? awful lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. is, you know, next next month we'll do something else because we, what we've, we've realised is January everyone does something, but by February everyone starts dropping off. So we, we're trying to keep the motivation up by setting challenges on the Strava group and keep people going. So, you know, make sure you it's join working. it now afterwards. Okay. And you'll have to get it uh, because I saw you had um, uh, the Sanctuary Runners on as well. So mm-hmm. you'll have to get, uh, we'll kind of get them on the case. Get yeah, a few of uh, that yeah. last doing some mileage yeah. for you. We get them all. So I've what, got to ask you another question. Yeah, go on. All right. The hat, you run with a hat a lot. Yes. And do you know, can I tell yeah. you something about the hat, right? And uh, this is something mm-hmm. that um, I think it's a kind of women's runner thing as well, right? Because, you know, there was like a lot of when I first started running and a lot of people talk about, you know, not feeling safe going out running, right? And feeling very um, exposed and maybe kind of like women running on their own at night and whatever. And when I first started running, I actually found I got a lot of just kind of abuse, just like, go on, go on, well done there. Oh, go on, hop your boy and all this kind of thing and all that kind of shite. And uh you know, you yeah. just kind of, I just actually started wearing a hat. I kind of felt it was a bit like armor, you know, because you kind of have the head down and you're just doing the running. You're not m- making eye contact with anybody on the street and you're just kind of doing your thing. And like, you know, when people ask me about running with the hat, I kind of think that's where it started was just, I just kind of felt it was a bit of like armor for a woman mm. out there running on the road, you know, Um mm. And now I wear it because uh, maybe I've just, I don't know, I just kind of find it quite handy for, you know, not getting your hair in your face and getting kind of, you know. Thankfully, my brain don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I I, I don't have that problem anymore now. Yeah, we might have to try and get a runner's diary hat your way, so and get you running in our hats, maybe something like that. But but yeah, no, I just, um, I think they're really good, really useful. I've got a visitor in here now. You're fine. Right. We all we all get them. It's okay. We we won't keep it much longer. One we we'll finish with. What's next? So um, so I'm doing Donna D, and I'm I'm probably gonna like I I think I'm probably brave enough to give Mars Mullins a go this year, maybe. So I'm uh, attempting uh, the probably ridiculous feat of doing two fifty k's in the space of six weeks, Oof. but. <laughs> so nice. so that to... might be a bit challenging um but but yeah I just I kind of just want to give it a go you know yeah. um and um just kind of um try and do a bit more trail and hill running this summer I think because I just really enjoyed it and I think so I'll do Donady and then maybe I'll kind of try and focus on the trails a bit for a few months I'd really love to do 100k trail run this year a trail race this year so i don't know what that will be i'm kind of looking at one in the uk or if that doesn't work out maybe i'll just have to go back to mm. the Kerry way and do the ultra night or something but i just i did a hundred k um the anglo celtic plate before oh yes yeah and my god was that a sufferance that was like uh that was i just <laughs> i just really kind of uh grinded that one out but um but I just kind of think when you're on the trails the time goes so fast like I cannot mm. imagine like even like the Kerryway ultralight that was whatever 58k and like it just felt like nothing you know you yeah. just kind of go god is that over already so 
Whereas if you're doing 58k on the road, you know, you'd, yeah. you'd probably you'd feel, feel that, it. you know. You'd feel so. it that. No, so, so um, do you know what there, all right, you, I, I just, when you finish on this one, if you want to improve your 5k time, all right, all right, book in a date in May, all right, and you have a great 5k race to go to, all right. So we have, I won't mention the point to anybody, we have the race director, we know him quite personally, all right. He's um he's doing the whole in the Buin 5k. What's the course record, Brian? I think actually Lizzie has it at 16 minutes. So, oh. yeah. so it's like, it's a will, fast. Will Lizzie be back there? I don't know. <laughs> we have uh, to own it's, it's a fast, fast course. We'd love you dung anyway. We'd love you dung. But I, I, I said I don't mention this every week. Someone mentions it, so Damon mentions it every week. So I mention it because it deserves it. But just plenty it, of lovely faster, hills out there. Is it faster than the the Denor Harriers Jingle Bells? I'd I have to so. do my Denor Harriers. What's the what's the what's the finishing time, Brian? It was a four. What's what's Jake's? Uh, it? Two was the it's fourteen twenty two, wasn't it? I think off the top of my head. I oh think my it's the, god! Yeah. yeah. I think that's why yeah. like, maybe see, those yeah. things make me sick the idea of running five like i think of 60 minute 5k and i just think i would just puke <laughs> i i just can't do it yeah but but if you could guarantee me now that i could maybe go sub 17 30 <laughs> we'll get you we sub can, 17 30 we, we absolutely gar- I, I, guaranteed i come down and i pace it to sub 17 30 so well, that's how much yes if you if you, you make go. your way down there for that race i'll pace you to sub 17 30 Okay. All right. Well, uh, when's it that? May. May 12th. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm doing something that much. <laughs> Getting your She's hair done. Her hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take that cap back. We're not giving yeah. her any cap. Yeah. Okay. It's been brilliant. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks a bit. Yeah, really good. Best of luck in the future ventures. Um, and, you know, we look forward to following you on the trails maybe a lot more this year as well. Hopefully. All right. Thank you so much. No right. Thanks a minute. Thanks a minute. Yeah, huge thanks to Serica there. Really uh, inspiring lady. And uh, onwards and upwards still, no matter how much she puts herself down, I think she's you know still many, many uh, big events left and many big uh, outcomes left, I think, as well. And a fascinating insight to her, you know, cause herself a bit of an ordinary runner, a mother uh, working away there as well. So a good insight in... Um, or behind the scenes and how she gets about it at the moment. So well done, Sarka. Great. Yep. One that one note I can, Andy, I know you would listen to it and like it's just something that struck me when you mentioned about the hat, Brian. Oh the yeah. reason she wears the hat both kind of scared me a little bit, as in like to think that that's how people actually have to think. Um no, I I know Andy, you you'll know in a second, but like it's just absolutely frightening to say that she wears a hat as pretty much like a shield to protect herself from people, you know, wolf whistling and kind of stuff like that. And that's why she she started using the hat. So, you know, it's just I just was like, Oh Jesus, yeah. as we actually as men we have it so easy when it comes to running, and I mean that it's literally so easy. Um but anyway, look, it's a brilliant interview, really enjoyed it, and um best of luck to her in the Dunity Dun Dunity. Uh, 50k which is up in the next two weeks and i've no doubt we will be mentioning her name on the results section as the winner that day there you go you're nailing your colors firmly to the mast yes 100 <laughs> so yep. episode 78 done brian at the end of the last this whole week or the last few months or the last few weeks sorry, we've been asking 
next week will you still have your run streak done what's your answer will you have your run streak still next week well I'm actually going to be sad and I think we'd be sad when we look so we're on Sunday night recording on the 28th so we have 29 30 so we have three days it finishes on a Wednesday I'm going to see Ken Nason on Wednesday night so that could determine whether I'd be running on Thursday or not but yeah, yeah we'll definitely see out to the 31st but I will like to keep it high. My mileage has gone up so well, I'm going to stick. And once I've been running every day, I'm going to try and keep up running six days a week anyway, at least. Yeah. Um, yourself? Yeah, yourself? Uh, I won't. I'll see you to 31 days, 100%. <laughs> I'm going back to five days after that. Um, I You're just, going back to five days? I'm going yeah. to five days. We'll have to be at five days <laughs> to go back to five days. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to five days and I will, I must, I must say that as I look, I put up a thing today, like I it actually has motivated me massively to get out. And, you know, I jokingly obviously with Brian and the treadmill and stuff like that, but the fact with Brian sticking this out as well, it's just made me that bit more to keep on going to make sure that I'm not being dropped here. You know what I mean? And it's got so competitive we get. I will give it credit because there was one night during the week where I know you were out and about doing a few tasks and it was like 10 o'clock or something and you hadn't got out and I started joking saying you're gone he's on the ropes he's not going to make it and you like as you said if it wasn't for me maybe or if it wasn't oh, for punch. two of us I'd say you would have easily turned in the toll there was oh, it Tuesday night was Tuesday it? night Tuesday night the wind was horrific I was out coaching for two hours if only on you him. had a treadmill Damon I, tell you, I wouldn't, have used, <laughs> wouldn't have used huh? it you would. um, so I got home from coaching at 10 o'clock shoes went straight on out the door at 5 past 10 um and it was like yeah and it was actually one of my more enjoyable runs for some reason it's just you know sometimes you just go and it just clears the mind ever so slightly and very enjoyable i think sometimes though when you do a run like that that you know it was a struggle to get out you could just a good sense of achievement when you're running yeah. then it's like yeah yeah and also just but, to give you yeah i also think uh what i've learned a lot about over the past month is like the importance of easy running. You know, I, we've spoken about an awful lot and, you know, keep the easy running really easy. And like, that's what this challenge has led to me because I know I can't go out and run, you know, whatever, push it on for seven nights or six nights or five. So like when I'm barred the session, I actually really haven't got into sessions yet, but bar, I, I did 14 miles today, a slight little thing on Wednesday night, they're very light, but I've kept the other runs really easy and it may, it means that you will just recover. It's so actually like take that into your next whoever you're listing, whoever's listing, whatever levels are at, take that into your next training block because it is important to run those easy miles easy. Yeah, 100%. Look, lads, it's been emotional. Um, Andy, we will no doubt talk to you in a couple of weeks after your uh, civil venture. Um, yeah. Your duty, which you failed today, but I'll reissue to do again, interviews people, interview when you get over there. I want to hear interviews from Seville, okay? So, Chances are the winner won't speak English though, so then learn whatever nationality he, he or she is. Okay. <laughs> Google, so, tra- Google Translate. Google Translate, Google Translate okay. yeah. All right. You're you're, you're now El, El Runner's Diary or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, on that note, everybody, the thirty one yeah. day challenge is nearly complete. We will talk to you all in a new month very soon.